Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 16. I'm Carly Tisano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, we are officially starting a brand new year, and I have a very special guest here to help me start that year off right, my friend Heidi. And she is coming on here today so that we can talk about our goals, respectively, and something else that is very special to each of us. But before we get started, I want you to know a little bit about her. So Heidi, welcome to the podcast. And can you share a little bit about who you are and how you got here? (laughs) Sure. I think my life is pretty much a long process of journeying and not arriving anywhere in particular. (laughs) I can tell you where I am right now. I am a music teacher. I've taught music in some degree for the last seven, eight years, but I've been doing it much more full-time for the last three years. I teach piano and cello, and I love it. I love my students. And I'm halfway through a bachelor's degree as I've taken multiple gap years to earn money because I wanted to try and graduate school with the least amount of debt possible. And also just, it's gotten me a lot of life experience and helped me know a little bit more of the direction I'm wanting to go. So I've enjoyed that. I work with your organizing business, of course, too. And I love that to death. And I'm gearing up to finally go back to school officially next fall. And I'm really excited about that. Yes. Well, and of course you're one of my dearest and sweetest friends, which is what brings you onto the podcast today. And the fact that I mean, I don't know how long we've been friends, like a a decade, not two, but at least a decade. And our friendship has grown and developed a lot too. We did a lot of activities together growing up. We taught music classes together, but through it all, we have always been very good at being each other's sounding boards. And I remember through some of those activities years ago, sending each other to-do lists of the things we were going to do each week. Like these are all the things or assignments or accomplishments, things I need to get done and check off. And we do it pretty consistently every week. I found some of those emails probably a few months ago and just unbelievably long lists of things that these little middle schoolers or high schoolers were trying to get done. And that grew over the years into us sharing, not just like our daily or weekly tasks, but into us talking about our larger goals and the directions we wanted to head and our resolutions, larger accomplishments that we wanted to work towards. And so especially over the last couple of years, we have been very good at getting together at the end of one year slash the start of another year and reflecting on the things we've been able to achieve and setting our intention and aims and resolutions for the coming year. And then throughout the year, some years better than others, but holding each other accountable to those things. And it's so exciting and exhilarating to see someone else's progress and to help them recognize it and to help them celebrate it. And so it's been so fun getting to do that with you. And we thought that this year we would let listeners in on a little bit of that action here. So kind of, as I hinted, you obviously set goals and resolutions, but since you're here, why don't you share what that process is like for you? Okay. Well, obviously, as you just said, my dear friend, that much of that process is getting together and being able to talk about it with a friend. And gratefully, such a friend who knows me so well, because then I'll be like, I don't really know what I'm going to do this year. I mean, I have all these ideas and you'll be like, well, we'll go for them. Or I'll have an idea and you'll be like, "Eh, 
I, I mean, if you want to do that, go for it. But maybe that's not something that you're really that passionate about. And so getting to have conversations about that is really helpful. And it makes it so much more exciting, too. And it helps me get outside of my head because I can be inside of my head way too much. So the process for me usually, and I did this for a long time, but I used to do it on my birthdays was to sit down and basically make a list of everything that had happened that year that was significant to me and that was something I survived or it was something that I hadn't thought I would be doing but I ended up doing it and it was just always cool to look back on the year and capture it in a few pages in my journal Mm -hmm. and have this snapshot of what the year was like and who I was like at the time. I actually found one from a couple years ago and some of the things on it were like not a big deal to me now but they were really (laughs) a big deal to little Heidi. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll go through that and then that also kind of helps me capture where my life is now and then I'll get to write down just a bunch of ideas of things that I'd like to do, things that are on my heart to change and to do better and I'll just make a long list. And then a few years ago, when we both independently, bizarrely independently, discovered Gretchen Rubin. Yes. And your podcast. And then we both realized we had, and we were like, what? We both decided that we liked doing the 19 for 2019, 20 for 2020, uh, which I know you've shared on your podcast here. And so getting to boil it down to those core, pretty big collection with those core items of things that we wanted to accomplish for the year was a lot of fun. I think that for both of us, it pushed us to think a little bit bigger. Like we had to find more things mm-hmm. to add or we like realized that maybe we need a little bit more balance so we'd find some fun stuff to put on the list. Well, and we also, in 2019, we did the Happiness Project Experience, which was okay. Gretchen Rubin's course that walks you through kind of doing your happiness project with a different theme each month. And we went to see her speak in person that year too. That was really fun. But I think that year in particular, like we had our list and we did the happiness project. And of course there was some crossover, but we made a lot of progress in a lot of areas that year. We even had a little accountability group with other people. Some of them kind of dropped off partway through, but (laughs) we had each other. And you're so right to have that overall focus and to be looking across a wide range of areas and kind of the large to small scale that the list allows you to do is really so powerful. Mm-hmm. And then for me, who is just a little bit of a perfectionist, like <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> my list, when I used to do it on my birthdays, when I was like an early teen, then they would be so long and they might have 70 things on them. Cause basically I was writing mm-hmm. down a list of my ideal self and who I wanted to right. be. And I'd write down so many things. And so being able to cap it at a much more reasonable number helped me achieve my goals more and made the whole thing a little less sad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and less debilitating, I would imagine. Like you have to change in 70 areas would be honestly so exhausting. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So of the 70 though, like how many would get done in a year? Oh, like a handful, probably no more than 10. Okay, but you still made progress using that method. True. I did make progress. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, for some people, I think that actually works really well. I know some Mm -hmm. people, I I love New Year's. I think it's exciting. It's a fun way to celebrate it. But I know for some people, they like doing it on their birthdays because they feel like it's less arbitrary to them as a person. Mm -hmm. And it also connects to them and like, here I am as a person. Let's look at my my personal growth. So I think that's cool for them, but not for me. (laughs) Right. Well, my birthday is at the end of the year. So to me, it all rolls together as well. Yeah, lucky you. Yeah. (laughs) It all counts at the same time. (laughs) 
Okay. So what did it look like this year? I know you and I have behind the scenes been talking about our goals for 2022 for the last two or three months, honestly. And I don't know all the ones you set and you don't know all the ones I set. So we're going to share them today for the world to hear. But what outside of our like long Panera Bread conversations about things that we want and what we're working towards and the specific resolutions we're going to set to get there. What did the process look like for you this year? For me this year, well, I remember early on in those conversations, we kind of came together. I was feeling, okay, mm-hmm. go back, for, back a little bit. Early in those conversations, before we got to them, I was realizing that I didn't know if I was going to come up with a list of 22 things for right. 2022. And I was like, oh no, what am I going to take? <laughs> We've done this forever and we love it. Just because the year I'm looking at next is so full of change. So it was funny when we got together at Panera Bread and some of us were, some of us, you and I realized we were kind of in the same bucket of we weren't sure if we were going to be able to come up with that many things. And then over the next couple meetings, we realized we were both coming up with that many things. (laughs) But this year for me, it's looked a little bit different because I have been involved in a lot of the same things I've been involved in since high school. Like it's changed a bit. Like I teach music much more full time now and mm-hmm. I am still involved in my church or I, I, you know, just different stuff. But this next year is going to see me moving across the country to go to school in person, which I'm so excited about. But it is a big change. But it's a big change. It's a big change for sure. And I realized that some of my goals this last year as I was doing a review and kind of disappointed that I didn't complete more of them, I realized that I am just so busy right now that I haven't been able to create the space or I haven't made it a priority Mm -hmm. to create the space to be able to accomplish some of those other goals. So what that told me was that what's a priority for me right now is helping myself develop habits that make me feel a little less fractured, Mm -hmm. more of a whole person. And then looking ahead to the next year, I'll be able to take those habits with me to school and they'll be helpful, but also another collection of to-dos that just involve going through a lot of items that i own and lessening them. Right. Yeah. So that just, uh, I realized I had those two areas. And so I started making lists about them. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm super excited to hear what those goals are and we'll get there in just a second. But like you said, we weren't originally sure we were going to get to 22 things. And so I know I personally bandied about the idea of like, well, do I just do two for 22 or like 12 for 22? We even talked about retroactively making it like planning to make the list as the year went on. And we either did things or came up with ideas of stuff we wanted to do during the year and adding 22 things onto a list to kind of fully recognize them as the year went on, but not having to now look ahead and say, these are 22 things that I hope to do or achieve or accomplish in 2022. Like that felt like a lot, but like you said, we did kind of step back. And I think especially because we started two or three months ago, we had the time and the brain space to come up with the things. And I know the closer I get to the end of the year, it snowballs for me because I had a bunch of words I was thinking of as being my theme of the year. And I had (laughs) my original list of like 10 goals that I showed you probably two months ago now. And they were at 10 for a very long time before (laughs) just the last couple of weeks. And I was like, okay. And there's all the rest of them. And then my brain kept going and I had to weed stuff out, narrow it back down. And part of that is because we have worked so hard over the last couple of years to really fully integrate so many of the things that we want into our lives. So that when we look forward, there aren't 70 areas in which we want to improve our lives. Like 
from the outside, maybe it's really just two or five. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of fun then to add the other 17 on to figure out what they're going to be, but it can also be a little bit stressful, but we've gotten past that point. We've made our goals. And so can you share the goals that you are going to be working on in 2022? Yes. Okay. So my word for the year is faithfulness and kind of being faithful with less. Those combines the two areas. And I know when I said that, when we were talking, you were like faithful less, (laughs) (laughs) faithfulness and less. Yeah. So the first area has like, probably it has 12 areas that I would like to develop better habits in. And I actually, I hate habit making goals. I just don't like them. But I was like, that's it, Heidi. This is the year you're going to do it. Yeah, that belief is not going to be very helpful. <laughs> no, it's- We're going to get rid of that one. So a lot of these are things that I do, but I do them so sporadically. Mm. Or once I try to track them, I realize I don't do them as much as I think I do. Mm-hmm. So the top thing on the list for me is developing better habits around my Bible reading mm-hmm. time. Because that is key to me being a, like a whole person and being grounded and growing. And in 2020, which was a crazy year for everybody, in 2020, (laughs) I had a little bit more time and I spent a lot more time reading my Bible. And I really appreciated that. And so I know kind of how to do it. I just need to do it more and create space for it. I think all this is creating space. Yeah, that's something we've talked a lot about too in the last year. Mm-hmm. Like creating space for ideas and for growth and holding the space for each other and what that looks like. Yeah. Anyway, so this is all, this list is the stuff you want to be faithful with. So this is yes, what faithful yes. ties into. Okay. Yes. The next one on my list is prayer. I'd like okay. to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Also um, working out regularly to help burn off stress and stuff. And also obeying app limits on my phone. I have a bunch of them set, but it's way too easy to just be like, and I'm gonna stay on Instagram longer today. So I'd like to obey more app limits. I'd like to get better at taking like my vitamins and supplements that I'm really supposed to be taking to help with like my mental and physical health and get better doing some stretches, continue some German goals. I had some success with that this year. Yes, you did. It's very fun. Reading. That's been a goal that's been on my list for the last couple years. And it's my most successful resolution. Actually, I had been doing basically no reading. And then we talked about the very first time we did a 2019, the 2019 list. And I put down like read 26 books. And I had a really hard time meeting that goal, but I did. And so I've been able to meet it every year since and I love it. So I'm just going to keep it. I don't want to lose it in the busyness next year. Yeah. And I would like to track my spending better, develop a system for that, and make my bed when I get up. Very Jordan Peterson-y. <laughs> I love that one. Well, but just make my bed when I get up. And also sleep more. That yes. one's at the bottom of the list because I genuinely didn't think about it until the other day. And I was like, Carly, I just, I overslept my alarm again. And I'm just having a really hard time. And you were like, well, maybe you want to put sleep on your list. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me mentioning that twice for me to be like, oh, right, the list. And so I went and wrote it down. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, so that's on there now. All right. So those are all the things you're going to be more faithful with or yes. strive to be more. Fa- okay. What is faithful or being more faithful look like in the context of those things? Is it daily or what's kind of the standard you've set or just like more faithful than in the past? That's a very good question because I think that 
one part of being healthier when it comes to some of these habits is being less of a perfectionist. I'm mm. the type of person that if I miss one day, I'll be like, and I failed. We have to wait till next week or next month or just that feeling of failing. And it can be uninspiring to even track it throughout a whole year and have a lot of success. But seeing those days that I've missed right. can really unmotivate me. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good question. Well, think- and so you and I have talked about this too, about don't break the chain is something that a lot of people use to say, like, make sure you do something every day. And you pointed out, you were like, don't break the chain is the <laughs> longest string of negative words put together in one phrase to motivate you to do something ever. And I think you're so right by that. So lately I've become obsessed with the idea of using a habit tracker, but more of a tally than the first day of the month got a check and the second day didn't, but then the third and fourth did. Because then you look back and like, well, I still missed and I have a big empty white space. And I love the idea of using the tally more because each individual time counts. And if seeing times missed makes you miss more, it's completely hurting you rather than helping you. And a lot of meeting with clients at the end of this year has been reminding them, you set this goal to do something two or three times a week. Now, looking back, it may not feel like you totally cumulatively did it that many times, but you have been doing it two or three times a week. So this year you got it done, what, like 100, 150 times? That's pretty impressive. That's 100 or 150 times you did something this year when you could have done something else. And so each individual time counts. So that may be an alternate way, like from my coach brain, that you may want to try tracking your faithfulness. And you could do it on a month scale if you wanted to tally each thing each month. But you wouldn't then have a lot of white space to use to beat yourself up with. I love that idea. I think that's genius. Plus, I mean, if you're going from a time where you feel like you're not doing something very much and you end the year and you're like, wow, this year I did it 70 times out of 365. And I'm not a math whiz like my nine-year-old sister. So I don't even know what percentage that is, but that's pretty good percentage from where you went the year before. And so, and 70 is a pretty big number. Well, and some of those things like tracking your budget, you're not going to do that every day. Probably you probably do that like once or twice a week. So if you get four tallies a month, like that's technically all you need, but then you can do that without having like 26 days of white space. True. And it leaves it really open-ended. Like you just check the budget. Yeah. And we also talked about, we're like letting everyone in onto the <laughs> behind the scenes of our conversations. We also talked about what, what that would look like if you stacked the different things to be like, these things you're going to start the year focusing on and then adding more things as the year went on. So you're not like January 1st and I'm going to do all 12 of these things now. So have you thought any more about that? Or are you going to dive into all 12? Good question. So I've been hesitant to do that because I did try that one year and it was a little too scattered because ultimately mm. there were a couple months where I didn't really feel like I got on top of a habit. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to add in another one and it was too tempting to be like, well, I, I can't really add in another one yet because uh. I'm fractured. So I think just writing them down, I might, I have a big blank wall in my house and I'm thinking I'm just going to put up some sheets of paper, get a big whiteboard and write them down and then start telling them and see where it goes from there. Perfect. Cause I'll be staring at them all the time. And that's important too, the reminder. Yes. I did have a tracker app though that I just recently downloaded. It's brand new on the app store. It's called Streakster Star. Streakster um, Star. Streakster Star. It's <laughs> weird a terrible name. name. I was just looking at it. I was like, dang, what a weird name. But I love Duolingo because it sends you reminders. Right. And I found that really helpful. And mm. I streakster star i haven't used it yet but it looks like it's it acts somewhat similarly and so i'm excited to try it well and we talked about the effectiveness of the duolingo app (laughs) threatening you to get you back into (laughs) (laughs) doing more german and i think that's a great idea 
I've certainly used apps and reminders too, for, especially for things like stretching when you want to do it every day or like at a particular time of day. And so the key is like just not letting it become background or just another notification. But so I'm curious to see how that works. I'm sure it'll be good though. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. So you have the list of faithfulness things, and then you have a list of things you want to do less or like minimize the stuff or something. Yes. So the other one is the other list is lessening different areas so that when I go to school, I can feel like I've tied up with a bow, a bunch of different areas. So, and just areas that are messy and just seriously need to be cleaned up. Right. So one is all my computer apps and files is one. All my phone apps and files is another. And then going through my various emails and getting back down to inbox zero again, that was something that was a successful goal in the past. So I'm putting it back on again this year. And I'm subscribing from a lot of things like that, of course. (laughs) And also tidying up my Instagram feed because I'm following way more accounts than I can keep track of right now. And I've changed a little bit. So I want to tidy that up. It's nice to do every now and then. Yes. Also, I have a lot of stuff in storage in my parents' house. And so I want to go through all of that to make sure that it's actually stuff that I'm going to use in the future. Mm -hmm. I still want as memorabilia. And along with that, I have a box that's just dedicated to memory stuff. It's my memory box. And so I want to go through that as well and make sure that it's just things that still hold memory for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a very like tangible person. I know Gretchen Rubin talks about like taking pictures of things and then you can let them go. But mm-hmm. for me, I have to hold it and I'll be like, oh, then I remember all of these memories mm-hmm. about it. So yeah. What was the next one? I also want to go through my clothes because my okay. closet just has too much in it. And my personal files my teaching supplies, because when I move to school, I'll only be taking a couple students with me mm-hmm. online. So, and like as a pianist and a cellist and then playing an orchestra and then teaching, you just accumulate everybody's so music. music. They just give it to you, which is a great blessing, but then you're just swimming in it, like literally swimming in it. So I need to go through all of that and decide what I'm going to keep, what I'm going to pass on to another deserving person, and then go through my speech coaching supplies because I coached high school speech and debate for a while, loved it. I hope to do it again, but I now have like crates of all my old supplies I just need to go through. Yeah. All right. So that's the last category. That's the last category. So between the faithful and the last category, we have, what did you say? Faithful with less? Faithful um, and in the year with less. They don't really quite go, but uh, <laughs> just faithfulness. I yes. think that, yeah, tidying up is a way of being faithful too. I totally agree. I mean, that's why we organize after all or help people organize. So <laughs> yes, you're going to be faithful and focus on less overall in all those areas. I love those goals. I think those are awesome. And you're definitely going to head off to school on a perfect foundation with all of that under your belt. I hope so. I hope so. And I know looking forward to this year as well, I think every year holds so much change. That's just, yeah. that's the thing about the unknown. And we go into the year with resolutions because there's some change we want to bring to it, mm-hmm. but there's also change that we don't know exists in the dark mists of the future. And so sometimes we can sense when there's a year coming that is going to be a little bit more full of change wrought by life, sovereignty of God. The Vikings would have called it fate. You know, (laughs) God brings things into your life and you can just tell that there's going to be a little bit more change like that. So still choosing goals that are going to be achievable Mm -hmm. despite that goals that you want to bring to the year, I think is important. So I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about just that a lot. I think 2020 was the perfect example of that. 
I mean, right. Some people are still able to accomplish all of their goals, but we ended the year different people than we started. And so, yeah. Right. I think that's so true. And I love the 2020 example. I mean, I don't love 2020, but I love the example <laughs> of, I mean, the world can completely fall apart at your fingertips, but there are still a large number of things under your control that you can manage or direct or make progress on, even when the world outside is non-existent and everyone else is locked up inside their homes. Even if you can't go anywhere, there are so many things that you can do for yourself or for your future self intentionally on purpose. A hundred percent. Yes. Cause you have responsibility. You have volition. Like approaching a year with wisdom like that or accepting a year like 2020 that might come in and wreck all of your plans. Because, you know, there were some goals that you could still totally achieve and then some that like you just couldn't. There wasn't any way you could achieve that goal. It's not um, ever an encouragement to like fatalism. I mean, the Vikings who believed in fate didn't sit around eating their like ninth century equivalent of potato chips and just letting life happen. They were very active people. And so So learn from the Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) I have Vikings on the brain. Apparently. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, and so since you shared your goals, I'm going to share mine um, with you and listeners, of course. And just like other years in the past, some of these, you know, we've been talking about, and some of them are going to be quite a surprise. So well, not that much of a surprise. I mean, well, some of the, I'm very excited. I'm totally going to be surprised. Okay. Yes. So like I hinted, I had kind of a long list of words that I thought about and not too many goals, but when the word of the year that I have decided on came to me, it was an instant yes feeling. I knew it was going to be my word of the year. And it's a feeling that I had very deeply, at least the last couple of weeks since I made some decisions, took some steps forward, which you're going to be hearing about in a second. You're smirking. I love it. <laughs> Um, yes, my word of the year for 2022 is alignment. And I definitely feel like I'm acting and moving in alignment with the direction that I want to be heading most of all. And a lot of the decisions I've had to make over this past year have gotten me to this point. And a lot of the work I'm going to be doing next year is going to just keep moving me in that direction. But I also like the focus because it's a good reminder to me that if things start to get out of alignment, my greatest focus is going to be getting them back to that point to assess and analyze why they're no longer in alignment or what's going on there and bringing it back into that ultimate direction and sense of where I want to be heading. So without further ado, word for the year, I I think it's absolutely perfect. (laughs) Thank you. I love it too. And normally when I make my like 19 for 2019, blah, blah, blah list, I normally break it down into categories. So I'll have like material goals and educational goals and like sometimes business goals. My favorite category last year was whimsical. I thought that was super fun. Oh, good. I'm glad it ended up being really fun. Cause I, yes, I love that like, category. I will have fun with this category. Yeah. Yes. I mean, who doesn't want more whimsy in their life? So this year though, I threw all of those categories out the window and oh. I was inspired by your two list method. And so I went with a list of 11 activities and 11 achievements that I want to undertake and accomplish in 2022. You want alignment and you have activities and achievements. Oh, I didn't. Bravo alliteration. Thank you. I didn't make the connection with the alignment thing. I think because I had decided activities and achievements before alignment, but that is a great, thank you for pointing that out. I did not recognize that. Thank you. <laughs> so these are the 11 activities that I am looking forward to undertaking in 2022. So the first one is I want to try cryotherapy. I am completely fascinated by the idea and the science behind it. And so far I have a grand total of zero people (laughs) who want to do it with me. So it may (laughs) just be me driving to our nearest cryotherapy center 
I don't even know where it is, but it's something that I do want to try. Bravo. Well, I know. Okay. That was one that I did know about. And I remember yes. when you told me, I was like, but why though? And you explained it to me further. You're like, well, it's this. And I was like, but why? But you know, now that I've had a little time to think about it, it seems like a good idea. So I'm excited to hear about your experience. Yeah. But anyway, I'm excited to try that. That's one of the things. And then I also kind of related to that. I want to do a sensory deprivation tank because that's an activity that I've also been fascinated by for a long time. And chances are I will do both of those things once and never again, but I want to try them. And they were relatively simple things that I was like, they can go on my list and I can check them off. Next year, I also want to go on one trip with a friend. So I'm not sure with who or where that will be, but that's another thing I want to do next year. I want to take a typing class. It'll probably just be like an online thing or some probably free program or app you can get, but my left hand is pretty proficient, but my right hand is definitely two finger typing and it's just not that efficient. And I'm ready to upgrade and up-level my typing ability. So that's what I've thought about for a couple of years, actually. And I'm going to do at least a little bit this next year. Unexpected. I like that. Yes. I don't know. I don't have like a certain end goal of words per minute or anything I want to get to. I just want to probably at least use all five fingers on my right hand when I type. (laughs) You just want to grow. You want to get better. I want to get better and faster would be nice too, of course. I want to start going to the gym again. I stopped going probably a year before COVID just in favor of like actually running outside and doing my own workouts at home and stuff, which I have always been pretty good at, but I want to get back into a gym I'm not exactly sure when or where or which one and what the procedures or requirements are going to be with regards to COVID around that, but that is something that I want to do. And then I added a few things here from my grander bucket list of things that I want to accomplish. And they're more fun activities that I added. I want to see the Northern Lights this year. I want to go on a dog sled ride and I want to visit hot springs. So I have a trip planned in which I will most likely be able to do all of those things. But if I don't, I will certainly be scrambling to figure out how I can. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Like Heidi at 13 would have killed to go on a dog sled ride and see the Northern Lights. Oh gosh. That sounds like so much fun. Yes. I'm very excited. And then I want to get a faux tattoo, like Mm. a fake tattoo. They last for like three weeks or something. It's pretty simple. It's just kind of honestly like the little temporary tattoos we did as kids. And I don't really think I want a permanent tattoo, but the fake tattoo is like the first step to be like, do I even remotely like this or do I absolutely hate it? And I do have someone who's going to do that with me. So I like that. Yeah. And then if I do like it, maybe I'll get a tattoo next year as in next year. This one is fun too. I want to go to the movies one time a month with someone. Oh, I love that idea. Yes. I'm super excited. So you'll definitely be going with me at least some months. Um, And this is the goal that I am super excited about. I actually just said it this morning because I realized I needed one more thing on this list. I want to read books that I like more. (laughs) <laughs> like, so they don't get four or maybe even the illusory like five cups of tea rating right I read a lot of books yeah and so that means I read a lot of books that are just okay and a lot of books that are just mediocre but I look around and I just don't have that many books on my to read list that I'm super excited about like dying to read I just have a lot of books that I'm like, okay, yeah, I should read that. That's fine. Okay. That's next. Or I checked this out. So I'm going to read it. There are just so few books on my list that I'm genuinely excited to read. And that just makes the whole process so much less fun. And I give so many books, two or three stars and so few four or five that I so want to get to the point where I'm reading more books that I actually like. And even last month, I finally stopped reading a book. I genuinely hated. I gave up, which I never do. I haven't done that in years. 
And I was reminded of Gretchen Rubin's idea about she stops reading books she doesn't like so she can read more books she does like. And my brain was like, but you don't read that many books you like anyway. So why wouldn't you just finish this book that you hate? And I was like, that is not a good reason. (laughs) So I don't know quite what this will look like. And I'm not setting a particular number, but I want to read books that I like more. Intriguing. I'm so curious how you're going to go about that. Yes. So those are my 11 activities that I want to do. And then I have 11 achievements. So some of these are like, kind of small. So I'm going to start from small. So okay. the first small thing I want to do is I want to watch Ted Lasso because everyone is talking about it. And <laughs> apparently it's the must do thing. So I have to watch it and see if it actually lives up to the hype. And then when you have an Apple TV subscription, you can watch the morning show and tell me all about it. Yes. So I almost put that on my list too, but then I got bumped out for other things because I figured yeah. that'll be the natural second to watch. Ted Lasso, that, that's, yeah. Exactly. And then for another friend, I'm going to watch Frasier. So I am excited for that one too, because I've heard good things. So excited for that one. My next achievement that I want to do this year is to get my TSA pre-check because I do have several trips planned and just not having to wait in a security line would be, of course you do still have to wait in the security line, just ideally a much shorter security line right. would be very nice. So I have to look into it, but that's something I want to do. I want to be able to do 50 pushups in one time altogether. Um, like at 30 now. So 50 still feels like a lot more, but I will get there. And then I want to be able to do an eight minute mile. So I'm not quite there either yet, but since I set the goal, I'm sure I will get there. You will definitely um, be there since you set the goal. Yes, exactly. I'll, I'll get there now that I've identified that's what I want. And then I have a few things that I need to purchase this year because I was telling you the other day, like the only way I can justify buying something, at least something expensive is by putting it as a resolution or a goal. Otherwise I'm like, well, I'll just buy the cheap version or I don't need to spend money on that. So I need to get new shoes because I went through a shoe buying phase like five years ago, probably. And a lot of the exact same shoes from five years ago are the shoes that are in my closet. And Walmart the shoes-, shoes last forever, man. I'm outing you. We've no, I know. And I have Walmart shoes that have lasted over six years, but I have a great number of shoes that should not be worn out in public. Like literally the heel is completely falling off. And so I don't really wear those anymore, but I do still have them and I do need to replace them because they are oh. like the type that I wear all the time. So anyway, I need new shoes. Okay. You have like a, like a place that you're planning on going to look for them? No, I probably Walmart because I do like Walmart shoes. And which they is last forever. Thing. Right. They last so much longer than anywhere else. So that's my plan. Hopefully Walmart will cooperate. If not, I'm going to have to figure something out. Then I need to get a robot vacuum. Both so, of awesome. Yes, of course. Something that will hopefully last a very long time into the future. Then I need, this corresponds to my trip on which I hope to see the Northern Lights and go on a dog sled and the hot springs. I need to get a nice puffer coat because the one that I have, I got in England like three or four years ago and it was like 12 pounds. So that kind of equates to how warm it actually is. And going to the place in which I hope to have those adventures is currently 30 below. So my little 12 year old puffer coat is simply not going to hold up to that. So I need to get a nice one. Okay. And here in the Pacific Northwest, it's a worthwhile investment. Uh, Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I also related to the whole thing about not spending money. I need to use all of my gift cards because I probably, I have a decade's worth of gift cards. Dang, Carly, I had to like the most random places, but also places I go all the time and I just don't use them. And so I need to use them. That's a cool one. Go, you do that. Yes. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. I need, because they're just like that constant weight of like, I still have these. Do they even work? Are they somehow, oh, yeah. how much oh. is left? And I have dozens. So 
Yeah. They need to be gone. I have some that are still hanging around because they are the, I don't know how much there is on this and I have to call a number and right. then remember to even write it down, which is usually why I end up having to call the number again. Again. <laughs> no. Well, and so that's one too. I've had it in the back of my brain for years. And finally I was like, okay, it, I just need to set it because it has to be done. Okay. And then these last two are my big two. So I normally have a couple big focuses for the year. So these last two are my major two. The first one is to publish my book. So I've shared on the podcast, of course, about what the process of writing the book was like, even though it was mostly done by the time I started the podcast and it going through its editing phase. And then it needs to go through another review phase and then probably another editing phase and then go to the people who will formatted everything. And I need to have a cover design and then I need to publish it. So hopefully all of that will get done this year. Of course, there's a lot of moving pieces there and a lot of which I'm not directly in control of, but I am okay with that. And I will at least be moving it forward this year, hopefully through the publication phase, even if it comes out on like December 31st but it's still movement in the right direction. So I said that one. And then finally, my number one achievement is I am planning to go to grad school. And my goal is to graduate from grad school in December next year. So because yeah, you would decide to go to grad school and graduate <laughs> in the year, but also you would achieve it. So I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It's an 18 month program, but I should be able to get it all wrapped up in 12 months. That's my goal. It's going to require a lot of work. So that's why some of my other ones this year weren't quite as intense. Some of them were a lot more fun. Hopefully it will balance out all the homework I will be doing in addition to work and running businesses. Somewhere in the midst of all of that, all of this will get done. I have no doubt, but it's fun setting these goals and having these intentions and knowing that the year ahead is going to be filled with all of these things. I just love that feeling. And actually I've talked to Heidi about this before too, is that a lot of times I'll find myself this time of year, setting all my goals for next year or coming up at least for the huge list, because I'm so much in that energy of fresh start and ideas and the things that I truly want and everything is so in alignment that it just kind of all keeps flowing out of me. And so I actually had a bunch of ideas in January last year of the book I was going to write this coming year and my goals and everything. And so that is no longer in alignment with what I ultimately want, but it was so funny to be able to pull some of those things out for my list this year and determine that other things were like not in alignment, no longer what I want, but either way, it's so much fun. And so Every week on the podcast, we share our resolve too of something that listeners should try or experiment with or think about. And so this week, Heidi and I encourage you to share your 2022 goals with someone else for accountability, because I have found accountability, of course, to be just incredibly valuable. Oh, yes. And accountability is so much fun because it then is so much fun. To, yeah. You have a comrade to go through the adventure of the year with. Some wonderful person that you like who can come and annoy you. And be like, how are your goals going in April? And you're like, oh my gosh, but it was just January. But without that, it would be December again. And be like, oh, right, goals. So yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, it's been such a powerful thing. And some people, I think, seek that a bit more than others. But either way, it's something so fun to engage in. And whether you find accountability in a friend or in a family member or a coworker even, or for a more specific goal, like a workout buddy or just a book club or something like that, there is accountability in so many forms and formats, pretty much for anything you could ever think of, you could find accountability for it or an app. Literally, you can find accountability anywhere for anything. And so I would encourage you to try it in some way with whatever goals you've set for the coming year, find some way, some form of accountability and have fun with it. And to whatever degree, because let's say you end up with a long list because that's how you like to do it too. So you have like 10 items. Maybe you're the type of person that all you have to do is set the list and you're good to go. And you don't really see a lot of fun even in sharing it, but odds are there is one that you're going to achieve so much better 
if you actually just share it with somebody. So you don't have to share all of your resolutions either, but even some right. of them. And then you'll be able to see how that form of accountability worked for you. And maybe you'll love it and you'll want to do it for more as well. Yeah. And maybe you won't. And that's okay too. But I know a bunch of our friends were sitting around last night talking about their goals for the coming year. And several of them said like, this was so much fun. And it was fun to see them excited about their goals and what all of us were sharing or the pieces that we all share. We all just told a little bit, but to be able to talk about where we wanted to be and the people we wanted to be at the end of next year, would hopefully we'll all get together again and talk about it and celebrate it. And of course, Heidi will be coming back mid-year on the podcast so we can both give updates <laughs> and we'll try not to talk about it personally too much in the interim before then. So it can be like an actual update, but okay. All right. We're going to fail with that, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. So find someone or something, set up accountability, make it happen. Check back in, whether you do it weekly or quarterly, at least do it once mid-year. So you can kind of see where you're at if you're on track. And like we said, have fun with it. Okay. So Heidi, now we have the confetti questions, which are just for fun to help listeners get to know you a little bit better. Of course, I think I know pretty much all the answers, but <laughs> they probably don't. It's so. a real game. How do you guess? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be scary. <laughs> okay. Well, so what time do you get up? Okay. I get up about 30 minutes before I need to leave for work. <laughs> <laughs> So that is not very ideal and something I would like to change. And all of it really comes back to getting more sleep. Yes. So the goal you've encouraged me to have of getting more sleep for the year, and I get to figure out how exactly I'm going to accomplish that and with what strategy I'm going to tackle that one is going to, I think, help me have a morning that makes me feel a little bit more like a person when I walk out my door. See, and that's important too, because you're not like, I'm not getting up early enough. So I'm going to get up earlier. You're like, the root problem is that I'm not getting enough sleep. So the real answer is to go to bed earlier and get more sleep instead of just trying to get up earlier. And that may, of course, be a natural consequence. And hopefully it is if that's something that you want. But ultimately, the key component there is the sleep, not the actual wake up time. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I think part of that goes back even further to stopping work earlier in the mm -hmm. evening. Because that's, that's hard to do because, you know, when you have a never ending list of things to do, then you just never feel like you can take a break. And I'm sure everyone relates to that, just having like a never ending list of things to do. And so I need to get better at allowing myself to meaningfully take a break. And I think that that will help. Yeah. Okay. Well, that ties into when do you do your best work? Ooh, I do my best work when I have space. I often do my best work at night because at night there's nothing else scheduled for the day. There's no more expectations. No one's even going to come and knock on my door or whatever. I'm not going to get a phone call. And so I just have all of the space until I decide I'm going to go to bed to get things done, to be creative, to decompress, to get work done. But I know that there have been mornings that I've woken up early and I've gotten great work done in mornings as mm. well. That was a recent discovery I made that I do my best work when I have space. Mm. So I'm interested with that knowledge to see how I can create space in other times of the day to get work done and see if there is like a time of day where I actually do my best work. It might not mm. be enough. We'll find out. I like it. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Oh, so many. Two pieces of advice that I've gotten recently that I've been carrying with me for the last several weeks 
And one of it was from, one of the pieces of advice was from my therapist. And I was talking about being discouraged because my life feels messy, just going different directions and I'm not on top of everything. And she said, well, is it possible? Because I connect, moment of vulnerability here, I connect being organized as a way of loving people. Hmm. And so she said, well, is it possible that your messiness is also like a way of loving people or a way of mm-hmm. making people feel safe with you. And I appreciated thinking that because it helps me give myself grace as I continue mm-hmm. along the journey of becoming more organized because I am doing that. The other piece of advice, I love quotes on courage. And I was, I think the last few weeks, I just had a lot of events coming up that I was having to prepare for and still show up meaningfully for my students every day. Mm-hmm. And so I was expressing worry to my parents that I was not going to like stay faithful with the things that I needed to be faithful with just because I was so tired and my like my alarm was not working to wake me up anymore even. And so my dad sent me a text after I left home that day and it brought tears to my eyes. And what he said was bravery is acting in virtue despite of fear. Mm. So think of your anxiety as simply fear and your principled actions as bravery. So I've been thinking about that a lot as I've thought of my theme for next year being faithfulness, just to think of principled actions as bravery. And so I thought I would share that in case it encouraged anyone else, but that's what's been on my mind. I love those. What do you do to rest? To rest, I like to tidy up, actually. If I'm actually going to sit down and rest, then I like to light a candle and make some tea and turn on quiet lights and read a book. Mm. I love to do that. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Favorite beverage? Red Bull, hands down. Really? Um, okay, that one I did not know. <laughs> I, actually, I feel like I should have known that one, but it would not have been my first guess. Yeah. I like peach Red Bull. I don't know what it is about the caffeine or energy combination, but it makes me feel better than coffee and I like it. Or a good chai tea, which was probably your guess. Yeah, that would have been my guess. Okay. (laughs) So I was close. Favorite TV show? Oh, that's such a hard question. Oh, actually, it's not a hard question. I know what my favorite TV show is. It's Endeavor. It's a show about a British detective based in Oxford, England, around like the 1970s, 1960s, Mm. 1970s. So he's this young, like, quiet, introverted, not very socially adept, smart guy. And it's a little bit like Sherlock. You only get a few episodes every couple years. But the, the beauty of the location in Oxford and the classical music that it's set to is just, oh, I love it so much. It's my feel-good show. <laughs> as much as a dark, like, detective show can be a feel-good show. But I'm going to cheat and also say my favorite show this year has been Dark, which is a German show on Netflix. Just a genius time travel show. And I loved it. And that was part of my goal, actually, because I wanted to grow in learning German this year. So I thought I would just sit and watch all three seasons of Dark. And I loved it so much. And apparently, all I watch are Dark shows because like the one I'm enjoying most right now with my sister is The Last Kingdom, which is probably why I have Vikings on the mind, Mm -hmm. is it's all about Vikings and the Saxons in the 800s. So that one's I'm really enjoying. What book has had the greatest impact on your life? The book that's had the greatest impact on my life is Untangling Emotions by Groves and Smith. 
I read it early 2020 when I discovered that for being a person who spent a lot of time thinking about her own emotions, did not have a very good relationship with her own emotions. And I really appreciated the approach that they had. I thought it was very practical and simple, just helping explain emotions and how to interact with them in a healthier way and how to understand them in the perspective of how God has created emotions. And that's part of how he intended you to be as a human mm-hmm. is to have these emotions. So how to like healthily, yeah, interact with them. And also the book Unashamed by Heather Davis Nelson changed my life. Mm-hmm. I love that book. Okay. What book are you currently reading? Currently I'm reading the Penderwick series, which you lent me and adoring it. I yes, love kid so books. Yes. I recently got on a kid's books kick a while ago. And so I love the Penderwick's book about a bunch of sisters so good. I've started the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. I've never watched the movies or read the books. So I'm halfway through book one. And then I'm reading the Mindhunter book that you lent me. <laughs> very dark, so much psychology, but it's very intriguing. So I'm enjoying yes. that one too. That is a very good one. What is a win that you're currently celebrating that we can toast with you? Earlier, I mentioned that I had set a 26 book goal for the year. And the last two years, the two years that I've done that goal, I would reach the last two weeks of December, which are supposed to be like a break. And I'd be like, okay, I have like five or six books to go. So how many tiny books can I finish or books that like I've neglected before that I can like rush finish so that I can meet my goal for the year. And I've been able to do it so far, even if it was like me reading on New Year's Eve. But this year I am one book away from finishing it. So I'm two weeks out. I'm one book away from finishing it. And I could finish that today with one of the books I'm reading. So yeah, that's a win. That's definitely toasting that with you. That's exciting. Thank you. So people can find out more about you as they tune in the coming months, because you will definitely be back to be sharing your updates about how things are going. And of course, then I'll have to update too. So (laughs) we'll be like, how's school going? I love that we're both Ah! going to school the same year. It's so cool. I know. Back to school. It'll (laughs) definitely be an adventure year. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Heidi, for sharing about your goals, for being so vulnerable, for letting us dive into our past and share about so many of our conversations beyond the ways that we have grown and changed since 2019 and even long before that. So I just value you and your friendship so much. And I'm so grateful that you came to share with my audience in this way today. Thank you so much, Carly. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm so glad I get to be on the adventure of life with you. And that's a wrap for my interview with my sweet friend, Heidi. I am so grateful that she took the time to come be with us today. And it's so fun to hear about her goals and to finally be able to share about my goals that have been (laughs) in the works for, as I shared, quite a few months. And I hope that you are setting goals, that you are sharing them with other people and that you are starting off 2022 on the right foot. And with that, thanks for tuning in to the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tizano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show and subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytizano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.